It is Memorial Day 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast covering Monday Night Raw. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan, joined by Raj Geary. The first Monday Night Raw of the post-double-or-nothing era. We are, uh, AEW had their big pay-per-view on Saturday, and I feel like tonight's Raw for hardcore wrestling fans lived in the shadow of that. Matt, how are you feeling about WWE product after what we saw Saturday night? Um, not, not good. <laughs> um, I, I knew coming into it I wouldn't, but I, I, I was really looking for spots in the show to go, okay, well, this is why they're the Yankees and everybody else is, you know, the, the, the Astros, the, 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 the Tampa Bay Rays, the uh, Marlins, you know what I mean? Mm. But other than that video package with Triple H and Orton, which yeah. I realized they didn't play for continuity purposes. They played because there's a younger audience today that doesn't remember evolution is what I, I started to realize halfway through that video package. That's why they did it. They didn't do it because we want to really build, you know what I mean? For, for the reasons they should be doing packages like that. But uh, because I was like, I was thinking to myself, like they really do packages really well. So maybe this is how they can do it. They're not going to get the, these exciting wrestlers all of a sudden and, and let them start shooting and doing crazy things and competing with AEW that way. Maybe they're going to stick to what brought them to the dance, great storylines, and great video packages for sure to further those storylines and feuds but no yeah and and they that was the same package they showed on smackdown i think right i, I believe they showed that last yeah. week too um <clears throat> and it, it, it's it's just weird it's you got goldberg versus the undertaker <laughs> you're just kind of casually mentioning it oh next friday uh goldberg versus taker but um yeah i thought i thought tonight's show uh man it, it was not good now it was the Memorial Day episode. Uh, it's going to be one of the lower rated Raws, if not the lowest rated Raw in a long time, if not ever. Um, but I just felt like it was just hard to watch most of it, I thought. Yeah. Even if Saturday had not happened, even if you did right. not watch Double or Nothing, this was on par with a lot of the recent Raws. I think that, uh, I don't know. A lot of us welcome the competition, right? The Monday Night Wars made both sides better, made both product better. WWE has run unchecked for a long time, and now it's time for them to bring their A game as opposed to just sort of rehashing the same crap we see in again and again. Matt, I got to ask you this. Do you think Sami Zayn, you think that line w- was a Vince line that was approved where he's, he mentioned AEW? million percent, yes. You think it was? Yes, no question. I'm just amazed that they would mention it on this show. It might not have been his idea. It definitely wasn't Vince's idea. Triple it, H. It was Hunter. It was Stephanie. It was one. You know, one of them. Because especially earlier in the crowd, when the crowd was chanting AEW, there were a couple times during the the night where the crowd was chanting AEW. So I would think that they wouldn't want to do that just to not get the you know. Otherwise, you might get the crowds chanting it again. But probably didn't think they'd start chanting it. As soon as he said it, I go. I saw my life. I'm like, oh no, they're gonna start chanting it. They're gonna start chanting it. And they did, but luckily, set music yet. So we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah. First, let's talk about the first hour of the show that had zero wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So they're leaning in hard on Brock, right? Brock became a meme last week. Uh, they got the Brock party t-shirts out there. It's like the beast has merged with the Funkasaurus and we have the new Brock Lesnar out dancing with the speakers. He has installed on the back. Matt, just the look on your face with this hanging your head there. You're not digging a funning a good time Brock Lesnar, huh? Okay, the Running Man was priceless. The Running Man was fantastic. That was awesome. But but, but 
he's not even doing it right. The damn boombox <laughs> speakers are freaking on the outside, not on the inside where your ear would be. Back in the day when, they, when everyone had their boombox on their shoulder, the speakers are in the ear, not the opposite direction. And so it makes sense because the Money in the Bank logo should be facing the back so the camera can see it. it You're right. I'm just, even that wasn't right. But it, it's okay. Yeah, a new, a new layer to Brock is fantastic. That's great. But again, it's still Brock Lesnar. We've seen this. We've seen, I've heard this song a million times. I can't keep comparing it to EW. It's not fair. But you know what? Screw it. It is fair. (laughs) The the, the business has evolved, and they've got the wrestlers that have helped evolve it on the indie scene for many, many, uh, past 10 years, I would argue. You have the talent to do interesting, interesting things here. They just choose not to. They choose this stupid structure. They choose this stupid A squared plus B squared equals C squared Pythagorean theorem of wrestling week in and week out, and they've not changed. They're going to have to change. Let me tell you that right now. When this other show hits uh, TNT, they are going to have to change their entire format or do something different. Because if they don't, I'm telling you, within the proper... Whoa. Yeah. And shout out there, the Pythagorean Theorem does not get enough props in the world of wrestling today. So props to Matt Morgan for uh, referencing that. Um, yeah, I don't know. this. I mean, Raj, what do you think of this? I think with Brock, it was cute. But even by the end of that segment, it was getting old, right? Yes. Like they already overdid it. Yeah, so there were a lot of um, a lot of memes last week with Brock listening to And guys, thanks in the chat about Matt's mic. Matt's working on his mic. Um, okay. So oh, there we it, go. Oh, yeah, there it is. Um, so it sounded like uh, there, there were a bunch of memes with Brock, you know, with the, the boom box and everything last week. So it seemed like they were just playing off of that. They thought it was going to be clever. And I, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought Brock looked hilarious. He cut a promo for the first time in the ring. And like, it feels like years since he, uh, since he talked about Heath Slater's kids. Um, so that part I thought was cool, but then the rest of it, it was just awkward with the, the, the different music hitting and, and Brock pointing at him, and then I, I just thought this whole um, the opening segment after Brock's entrance was just awkward, and just makes no sense to me uh, why Kofi or Seth want Brock to cash in on them. They should be uh, at the top of the table. They should be, you know, uh, making the decisions. It made it makes it makes Seth Rollins look like a chump. It does. Like he would not be chasing Brock and trying to live up to Brock's like le- like his level. You know what I mean? Like. He's already beaten him. I did like him getting in Brock's face. I did like telling him telling him he's not scared of him. I believed him when he said it for the first time any rep talent ever said that to him. I believe Seth tonight when he said that. But other than that, the storyline itself is silly. It's stupid. It it demeans the champion. Champion doesn't chase nobody. Yeah. No, why, why don't they do it like Shark Tank and have Kofi and Seth making offers on Brock to entice him to cash in on them at this point? I mean, it makes them look subservient. It, They're the it, ones pursuing that. Yes, good word, subservient, it does. And the the other thing with that is that they kind of did the same segment again later in the show. Like, it was very redundant when they had it uh, when they had them back out. And look, guys, it sounds like we're bagging on the show, and I'm, not, I'm trying not to. Before we went on the air tonight, I'll tell the fans straight up, watching Raw is, I'm being so serious, and I'm not a WWE hater, I love you know, they started my career off. They taught me everything I learned about wrestling. I was able to go make money somewhere else doing. Very, very appreciative of them. So I don't mean to crap on them just for the sake of it, right? But I'm telling you guys right now, and I said this to Glenn and Raj, this feels like work. It, I swear to you, to watch this program feels like work. And that's not good. 
it, it, it can be it can be a tough three hours, <laughs> which it used you know. to be fun. It used to be fun, Raj. I used to be so gassed up to to to, to watch these shows. Yeah. yeah. No, and I mean, I got through that first hour uh, because I was on my phone making a meme of uh, Brock dancing to Super Freak. You know, it's like that was more engrossing to me than a lot of what was on TV for those first couple segments. Uh, so Kofi and Seth were also in the ring there after Brock left, after Seth left. Kofi got attacked by Dolph Ziggler, who beat him down pretty hard. Xavier Woods came out, uh, made the save, and then we got more another one of these Ziggler promos, right? I mean... This was a rehash of what we saw on Tuesday. They're really big in this up, uh, building this up for Super Showdown. Now, is it true, Raj, that this is happening? Uh, the backstage rumors that it's because Owens didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, so oh, Kevin Owens didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia, so he's off that show. Uh, Alistair Black is not going as well, but that was not his decision. That was either the company or the Saudi Arabian government over some tattoo he has. I guess it has some religious imagery. And uh, Sami Zayn not going again. He's of Syrian descent, apparently. Uh, so Saudi Arabia and Syria, they have uh, bad relations right now. And then um, and then Daniel Bryan, for the same reasons he didn't go to Crown Jewel. So. Now, what about uh, AJ Styles, who was out of that fatal four-way for the number one contendership tonight? No, so that's that's legitimate. Like he he's a little banged up. I don't know how long he's gonna be out of action, but uh, he he didn't work last week's shows either after Money in the Bank. Gotcha. Um, so. <sighs> so Matt, I mean, Dolph, Kofi. That's a great example, Dolph. They think what well, before my mic cut out. I was saying about the Pythagorean theorem. This, this formula of theirs they've been doing for so many years. The structure of theirs. They think they can pull and push any talent and put any talent into these little slots and everybody will be happy with it and we'll keep eating it no we won't keep eating it and now again with another company and other venue, other places to go watch wrestling on youtube i'd rather go watch youtube i'd rather go watch old school 80s wrestling honest to god you know i'm talking like the hulk hogan cartoon era i'd rather go watch that in attitude era and whatever wcw nitro than watch this and They've got to change this formula. Dolph is a great example. He's a friend. I'm excited he's getting an opportunity again. But we know this song, too. We know how this song ends, more importantly. Yeah. There's nothing surprising about this. There's nothing that that's going to make me want to like rush home from work or rush home from the gym. I can't miss this, Matt. That doesn't, I don't get that anymore. And I'm the biggest fan. I, I love wrestling. You guys don't even understand how nutty I am about pro wrestling. You know, so this sucks to say. I hate saying it. Yeah, the, the, this format they've been doing for well over a decade. It's, you know, we're going to... Yes, right. Yeah, it has to change. It has to change. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, hopefully it will. I know we keep saying that, but hopefully it will. Uh, the, and the Usos were backstage having a Memorial Day block party outside the arena inside a tent. Oh, the revival. Uh, Naomi invited them. Hoping to squash the beef. And uh, they played a game of cornhole together. The Usos in the revival. Was okay. there any... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Really quick. When you, when, when you saw what was coming up with that, right? The minute, the, the millisecond you saw the decorations and you knew this was a party, right? What entered your head, guys? What did Food you think? Fight? What, okay. What, what entered your head, Raj? Um... I, I need to go get I'll a snack. No, yeah. <laughs> predictability. Oh, listen, they can't hear my word. Um, predictability. 
and the silly same stupid crap insert thanksgiving insert halloween insert christmas insert any holiday you wish with a stupid stupid horribly written comedic um unfunny um diatribe that's gonna happen and there's usually a tag team involved okay and tonight's lucky contestants were i could have called that from a mile away it's so again it's predictable and there was nothing in it that for Mm -hmm. unless i missed a a segment later but um there was no payoff right they never got into it uh there's no one ending up with a pumpkin on their head but uh, it it just does nothing. It doesn't make me excited to see Usos versus Revival. It does nothing. It makes it way colder. Exactly. Yes, that's it right there. It doesn't make you excited to see them wrestle any. They wasted all those segments on it. It's not funny. They get excited when the holidays come so they can show their comedy chops. They need to put the comedy chops away and lock them away and never open them again because they suck. Yeah. They're not funny. Nothing they do is funny. Not the wrestlers. The, 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 the way they write the, the way they write for them. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last comedy segment uh, in WWE that was actually funny because we had crazy. Sammy and Bobby Lashley sisters last year, and Ugh. Becky, this is your life. I mean, uh, Bailey, this is your life. I mean, some really awful stuff. I can't I can't remember the, the last really really good one. Well, we need to be we're, we're we're a three ring circus, okay? We need the trapeze artists, we need the clowns, we need the lion, we need the you know all lion tamer. We need all these different things: the bearded woman, the strong man. Okay, guess what? One part of your act you guys should never go to is comedy. Well, <laughs> someone's is, bringing up uh, list of Jericho. Yes, that was years ago by and, Chris uh, Jericho. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird because we ran into uh, Paul Hauser from Cobra Kai who plays Stingray on the show at Starcast. Uh, Ron Funches was there, and a lot of comedians who I spent time talking to. There's a lot of comedians that are fans of WWE that have worked with WWE. If they're going to do comedy, why not call in some people that actually know how to do comedy and write it to make something that at least has some teeth to it that's not going to fall flat. Yeah. Right. You cast for those roles, right? You cast for someone who's going to be the funny guy. If someone's naturally not funny, giving them funny lines that would work for somebody else, it's not going to work with them. Yeah. Tyler Breeze and Fandango, I thought, are two of the best comedic talents in the WWE. It's a shame. Talent took over those initial segments, especially the list of Jericho. That's a horrible call. That was all Chris Jericho. Right. They're not. They're not saying. Well, hey, Jimmy Chris, Jacobs. Yeah, hey, Chris, we're going to come up with this list for you going forward when you come back to WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we got a lot more to talk about, but I want to take a quick moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Seat Geek. So I was in Vegas Saturday night. I uh, had some tickets for Double or Nothing, but for Blue Chew, had to give those away to a contest winner. I needed a ticket to the show. Where did I go first? I went to SeatGeek. And uh, people could see me in photos and videos. I was actually on the ramp uh, there for Double or Nothing. It was super exciting. I think I yelled louder than I ever have before in my lifetime when John Moxley showed up. And let me tell you, SeatGeek will get you in. All out tickets are going on sale soon. I'm telling you what, wait a little bit. You SeatGeek, you're going to get amazing, amazing seats. Because if you look at ticketing websites, it's almost as if they make getting to the event difficult on purpose, but not SeatGeek. They scour multiple sites. They find you the best prices, the best tickets, and they grade every seat, every single ticket that they sell. They grade to tell you if it's a good value for your money or not. You're going to find exactly the tickets that you want, exactly the price you want to pay, and they're going to get you into the show with fully guaranteed seats. SeatGeek is amazing. Uh, 
They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. How's that for customer satisfaction? They pull in those millions of tickets from all over the web. They rate each deal on a scale of one to 10, and they display them on an interactive seat map so you know exactly where you're gonna be sitting. They break down the details. Green dot means good deals. Red dots are overpriced, and every purchase, again, fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets with confidence. Now, you can get tickets for wrestling, comedy, the theater, live music. Raj has used it before to go see Lady Gaga, Bon Jovi, and the Denver Broncos. How's that for a combination? I've used it for so many shows, wrestling, theater, SeatGeek, always gets me in and I've got the app on my phone. It's the fastest and easiest way to find tickets. Literally just a couple of taps and bam, you're in. It is absolutely wonderful. And we've got a special deal for our audience to save $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do, download the SeatGeek app, use the promo code INC, and you're gonna save $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code INC for $10 off. SeatGeek is gonna get you in. You're gonna have an amazing time and you're gonna save money while you're at it. SeatGeek, promo code INC to save $10 off. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So uh, Shane O'Mac competed tonight against Lance and Noai. Was that actually Roman's cousin or was that? Uh... Yeah, yeah, we've, we've oh, interviewed him on the site before. Yeah, he's a really Roman Reigns cousin, yeah. uh, up and coming star. He's, uh, I think he's got, he's got potential. So it was- he's, uh, the the, he's the best of the bunch of the, he's the best of the family as far as uh, one that hasn't hit it yet or made it yet. He's been very, he's been good for a while too. Yeah, yeah, so he's good, but I don't know the segment, uh, Shane, Shane is a heel. It's already getting to the point where it's not like good heel heat. It's like you want it off your TV. This was where fans really started chanting AEW. They're chanting, this is awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they turned on this. They turned on this. Hard. Good. They need to start listening. Yeah. And, and Shane with the submission moves, so it looks like he's just kind of Wrapping his, it, it, it like anyone that watches MMA and then you watch Shane trying to do a triangle, it doesn't look, you know, anywhere near it. So, um, yeah, I just thought this was uh, this was a tough watch. Yeah, uh, Drew McIntyre softened him up first, then Shane came in, finished, and got the win. And uh, then afterwards, let's see, oh, Roman came out and uh drops uh, shane with superman punch at ringside uh so they're keeping this going this feud i think with roman man i don't know i feel like uh shane and drew is somehow not the feud he should be in um i mean drew makes sense eventually because roman and drew you know drew looks believable with roman obviously yeah, potential man of that i mean well, yeah. no, it is, but the problem is they've got Shane as as uh, his mouthpiece, right? Like, like him playing second fiddle to Shane doesn't. No, that does not help. Yeah, I'm sure what they're hoping for is that it, you know, Shane's star power, what have you, rubs off on Drew and he becomes bigger from it. But what we'll see. Right now, it, being in bad segments like this does doesn't do anyone any favors. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it was it tough to watch. Even hurts Roman. Yeah. Um. Oh, what's that? What was next? Uh, after that, oh, Brock and Paul came out with the briefcase with the referee waiting. And then the swerve was they did not make their decision. Uh, Seth came out. Lesnar said beatbox, bitch, which add that to the list of great Brock Lesnar quotes uh, and quips. Um, yeah, Rollins was uh, challenging him right there to cash it in, make it happen. And then Heyman reviewed the actual contract. 
Lesnar realized that he actually had a year to cash in. Of course, Lesnar doesn't watch WWE programming, so he was not aware of the stipulation. And uh, then they said, oh, we got a year, and they left the ring. Uh, when that was happening, R-Truth and Carmella ran through the ring, this 24-7 title. Eric Young, Drake Maverick, Drew, Drew, uh, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Mojo, everyone's trying to get their hands on Truth. <sighs> That's my point, though. Okay, back with Rogue. We'll start with the first part. Yeah. Um, the, the Brock stuff. Funniest part is Paul Heyman goes, How did you not know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's, I'll give him credit for, for continuity and real life um, Viking Brock Lesnar, who yeah. does not, he doesn't watch WWE. He would not know that. So that's so par for the course. And I love when he started smacking Paul with the, the papers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was so good. That was that was pretty damn good, um, but but then followed by the then immediately was completely kiboshed with the stupid twenty four seven belt coming in the ring like they're all chasing them and they just magically ended all in the ring together with cool, cool spots planned and come on no no I just don't think you want to combine the twenty four seven stuff with the Brock Lesnar Seth Rollins segment right you don't want no. to- goofy comedy mixed in with with this and and there was comedy in this you know brock brock's line was pretty funny i thought you know but it wasn't like uh opening card funny it wasn't like embarrassing funny they you know they did their own thing we all we know what you mean dude yeah. okay, you know what i mean yeah that that's ridiculous that they even brought this out in this part yeah so I, I like brock in this he, he cut a short promo this is I, I, I this is what i like to see brock do more of he doesn't have to do a 15 minute promo no. just a couple lines just say something cool and and leave so yeah he, they're not doing it at super showdown that was uh what a lot of people were expecting it's uh gonna be seth and baron we'll, we'll get to it but seth and baron corbin at super showdown and brock so brock's gonna be holding on to that briefcase for a while which I, I kind of like it. I, I feel like it would have been a waste to just cash it in right away. So yes, it would. Yeah, it would, but but also it keeps. I mean, it keeps Brock on my damn TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't believe I'm saying that about Brock Lesnar, but I am yeah. because the business, I'm just so stuck on this business needing to evolve, and they just got a glimpse of the future, and they're still doing this. I'm telling you, this was the Attitude Era, and I know everyone who hate always goes back and says that. They were reacting to the pulse of the business to the second they were making changes. If guys got hot, cool, they'd push those guys. Things would change. They're not doing it. They're going to have to start. Yeah. Or they're going to look prehistoric by comparison. Yeah. Some some people are bringing up that it would have been funny if Brock cashed in and, I mean, uh, won the 24-7 title. Just beat <laughs> <laughs> That would have been good. And just throw the title away because uh, – he wouldn't run. He'd just close on everybody that runs at him and cover <laughs> them all one by one by one by one by. <laughs> yeah. And then throw the title away. <laughs> <laughs> he'd get that. He'd get such a big baby face reaction. <laughs> I know. There goes all his heel heat. Did they really chant "This is awful"? By the way, in the chant stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's tremendous. Yeah. Oh. No, man. they were not. Uh... They were not giving crowd early on. Good. Um, we got a quick backstage interview. Charlie Caruso interviewing AJ Styles talked about the pop he felt in his lower back during his match with Seth Rollins, Money in the Bank. So he was unable to compete in that fatal four way for the number one contendership that closed the show. Uh, Corbin attacked him backstage. 
And then that segment went to Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics. The Iconics haven't been seen in a while, uh, defending their tag team championships. And defending it here against Becky and Nikki, who picked up a win. Um, they were defending it. They were just... Uh, not defending party, just a regular match uh, against them. Um, I don't know. Matt, how are you feeling about the state of women's tag team wrestling? Uh, I remember originally I thought WrestleMania. I was like, ah, oh, the silver lining. They got two, you know, new girls with titles. You know, it'll help rate, it'll elevate them, right? Yeah. And get them ready to go um, to be main eventers one day. You know what I mean? But this will help give them that shot in the arm that they need to get over. It ain't working. Well, they haven't won a tag match since WrestleMania, except for uh-huh. there was one week they had like the enhancement talents, but that right. was it. Yep. Um, I mean, they, I, I don't want to keep saying the same thing every week, but they, they have, but they're giving us the same thing every week. Exactly. They're just burying these titles. I agree with Sasha and Bailey. Like they wanted to do something special with them. Those titles are nothing right now. Yep. Yep. Put it on a t shirt. The same thing every week. Yeah. And then uh, I, I thought this hurt Becky too um, to be yeah. in, in this match. Um, I feel like she should be in bigger segments. She's been cooling off. And Lacey yeah. Evans just walks out down the ramp as yeah. they watch, turns around, walks back up. So Lacey's back to doing that now. Uh, it's a bit of a mess. I don't women's... know what to talk about. Yeah. Well, and I mean, look, there's nothing to do with the women's division for Saudi Arabia. So. Yeah. I don't think uh, until the build of stomping grounds, we're going to see any movement here. Um, Ricochet versus Cesaro. How about this? This was a rematch. Really good match. Ricochet picked up his win. That finisher was sick uh, the way that he ended it. Um, man, if this had a hot storyline and would have gone on earlier in the show, I think people would be singing a much different tune about tonight's Raw. Yeah. This was yeah. an amazing match. You think so? If this was on earlier? If it was on earlier and if it had a story. You know, or even if they came out and said best of seven series or something, cut a promo on each other. You I, know? I they made me not care about Cesaro anymore. A guy who I think just three years ago, I thought, I think I said he could have been a main event talent as a yeah. back. I could have sworn I said I thought that four years ago, maybe. Um, you know, so I can't believe I'm saying that, but they've made me not care about Cesaro. So, like, when Cesaro won last time, I was like, what the hell are they doing mm-hmm. to this kid? But, you know? Yeah. yeah, and that's why when they, they came out for this match, it's like, oh, 50 50. It's time for yeah. you know, it's time for Ricochet to get the win this week. Yeah. I forget about it. Ricochet should win every damn week. Yeah, at least try. You're you're not you don't have any young superstars. Try giving some of these guys sustained pushes. If it doesn't work, then you change direction. But you know, Ricochet, he does all these cool moves and, and uh, high flying stuff. Try it out. See if you know he brings in these new fans. And you know, like Rey Mysterio did back in the day. And then if he doesn't, then then move on. But why get him in? You know, in this fifty-fifty booking when he's so young on the roster? Stupid! It's so so stupid. He's like the one guy that got right now that I think could really do something. Yeah. But that being said, I mean Cesaro is the guy that Ricochet is going to be able to do the craziest shit with. I mean Cesaro is such an expert, uh, masterful wrestler that I think they could put on more great matches. But again, there's no heat, there's no point. We don't care about him. Glenn. I know. No, I agree. Give him somebody we care about, and then he needs to own him too. Okay, so let me ask you this, Matt. Not wrestling wise, but storyline wise, is there a single storyline in the WWE you feel invested in right now? Matt is shaking his head no. <laughs> okay, Raj, anything? No. I, um, ooh, uh, no. 
I think Firefly Funhouse. I'm very curious where this is all going. And that's that's going to jump sharp too, because guess what? They're now using that as commercial teasers. That's how bad their show is now. <laughs> using that because not because that's bad. That's awesome. But they're like sifting through their show and go, do we have anything? Do we have anything? Do we have anything that's decent that we use as a teaser? Let's use Firefly. You know what I mean? That's supposed to be a vignette. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not that is not to made to be a teaser. Right. Back in the day, you wouldn't be like, stay tuned for another <laughs> Balvinus vignette. <laughs> no. Exactly, Raj. I didn't think anyone would get that. Yes, exactly. you're right. Yes. Yeah. No, no, for sure. When, yeah, when you're having to advertise your vignettes, uh, because Glenn, to, to your point that it's not really a storyline, right? Those are vignettes to build a character for when he makes his... Uh, well, there's a story with Bray. Like, what in the hell is going on? He's talking all this code. You're right. But as far as like a something that's getting you to a pay-per-view yeah uh, you know. right no i mean certainly saudi arabia i can't think of a single story i mean Dolph's thing is a storyline technically but it's not one that i care about yeah yeah <sighs> it's weird i don't know what's missing in creative but they need to get it back pronto um so yeah ricochet won that Samojo said next week he's coming for the U.S. title. Ray showing up to relinquish it due to injury. Who would you put in a feud with Joe for the U.S. title right now, Matt? Oh, he put me on the spot. Um, hmm. Here's a hint. We saw him in the previous match that just, that just played. Ricochet. How about him? Ricochet. I, was gonna say. I don't want Ricochet to lose, nor do I want Joe to uh. lose either. Um, I would have liked to see an AJ and Joe. I, I think AJ could have helped elevate Joe. Yeah, Finn, Finn, Finn would be cool too. Oh, Finn would be, yeah. He's on SmackDown though. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Not that it matters. Not right. that it matters at all anymore. Right. Roman has been on every rock for like the last month. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, wow. We're actually at the Fatal 4-Way uh, already because I was at uh, the second hour going to the third. So this was elimin an elimination match. It was Braun Strowman versus The Miz versus Baron, Corby versus, uh, Baron Corbin versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, Braun and Bobby, did they just leave at one point in this? They technically didn't get eliminated? But they start fighting in the crowd and like, yeah. fought to the back, yeah. They just left, uh, but Corbin ended up pinning the Miz. Um, I mean, I thought this was an okay match, but what do you think of uh, the the match and the outcome, Matt? I, I'm just, I, I, you, I think the fans could predict what I'm going to say right now. Fans in the chat room predict what I'm going to say about Corbin. Ad nauseum. <laughs> Take the shirt off. Like, like, yeah, okay. but then you were calling him skinny fat before, yeah. talking about Tommy being a sad face. He's had a year of wearing a shirt. I hope he's been in the gym busting his ass, getting in a main event push of a lifetime. He needs to sleep in the gym. I would have. That was me in that spot. I tell you that. I wouldn't be out of I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. No way in hell would I not come back with a six pack of abs. All right. But what I was going to say was this is um, I kept thinking when this match was over, you guys, and I'm looking at the two in the bottom of the screen. You know, like um, Seth Rollins, you know, Universal Champion versus, you know, Corbin. And I'm going, could you put that on merchandise? Could you put that on the side of a bus? Could you put that on a billboard? Could you put that on a lunchbox? Could you put that on anything with Corbin on it? The answer is no. 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 I'm not going to click through my TV. If the general fan, the mainstream fan, you're clicking through the channels. Are you really going to stop and see the guy wearing the freaking tuxedo vest or whatever the hell he's wearing? <laughs> You know, the waiter, 
<laughs> he's not going to suck you in. It's not his fault. They need to tell him to stop wearing it. That's them. That's creative. Again, not being creative. Yeah. No, I mean, I've been saying that for, I mean, we've, we've all been saying it forever. Uh, he just doesn't look like a main event star. And um, Which is crazy because he's like six foot eight. He's a former NFL player. He's got tattoos everywhere. All he had to do was tighten up a little bit. Right. And yeah, yeah. I don't mean he doesn't look like one otherwise. I just mean in that, right. that get up. Um, but that's my point. That, that that's, that's like when Tina brought me in, they put me in a damn suit and tie for like the longest time. And I covered their ass by saying, oh, this is part of something so I can rely on my body and th- th- I'd have to learn to talk and yada, yada, yada. No, it was like not taking advantage of something that you have. That's somebody's strength. Yeah. You know, this guy has a very different look to him. Especially yeah. now his head shaved, that was the only issue he had. Now let's go with it, you know. Yeah, and then another thing with this match is it, it just saddens me to see how how much they've cooled up Braun Strowman. You heard his reaction coming out. It was just kind of, it was just there like another guy. Um, you you know, see the shape he's in, by the way? He's got shredded up. Yeah, no. He's got abs. Yeah. And I think Miz has just kind of been, uh, you know, relegated to the back. He's just, he's just there. You know, he's doing nothing right now. He's treading water. Yeah, It's weird. So Corbin won with end of days on the Miz. And you know what Miz could be? And we, I mean, not could be. We've already, we've all seen the Miz uh, as a heel. He's a great heel. Him and Seth is way more exciting if you had Miz as a heel with Seth than Corbin and Seth, right? Like, oh, I, yeah. nobody yeah. cares about Corbin and Seth. With Miz, you could do something with Seth. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And, and again, it's a shame because Corbin has improved so much. He just he has his work, his finisher, his false finisher. Um, he's he's really improved. It's a shame that the, that his luck of all things. Again, on a six foot eight guy, former NFL player, that you wouldn't think would have an issue with his look being the problem. Right. And it's stupid ass gear. Yeah, I mean, good for Corbin. On one hand, he's now battling for the universal title, right? This is the first time. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. We're the fan at home paying money to watch this. We're, we're, we're saying that as guys that have watched the guy kind of get better and we're like kind of behind, the, you know, you guys are kind of, I'm a former wrestler, you guys are behind the scenes. So from that angle, you're watching it. But we're supposed to be trying to watch this now, you know, from the average fan standpoint. We're not rooting a heel along who's improved in the ring. We're not supposed to be at least. Yeah. Constable and the acting GM was a good gimmick for him, but again, it's, it's storyline. I mean, I feel like, and it's almost everything that negative that I have to say, it's not even character that's the issue, it's story. The characters are all there, the pieces are all there, but nobody's writing for them. It's like re- reading a boring ass comic book, watching a terrible episode of a TV show. It's not the characters, it's story, story, story. That's the problem. Baron doesn't have a story, no one really has a story. Dolph Ziggler has a story. Which is weird that that's where they're putting all their eggs creatively, um, but yeah, Corbin needs no one something. else really. Yeah, Corbin needs something, anything. Um, but yeah, I'm glad he's getting this shot. But uh, I have I don't think it's going to succeed because no one's going to. I'm in. No one's behind him. Uh, you know, there's nothing to get behind really. The stage in the game. So uh, back to the block party where uh, an intense game of cornhole was being played. Oh good lord. Um fast forward to it. Twenty four seven R Truth ran through there along with the twenty four seven conga line. This I shall now dub them. Um and hey, a big brawl broke out, everybody. When's the last time there was a segment like this without one? 
Uh, at least there was no food involved. Firefly Funhouse. High point of the show. They teased it like crazy. Um, where are you at with this, Matt? How are you feeling about Bray and the creepy shit he's doing now? I still like it. Okay. You know, again, it, it, to be fair, I'm liking it because there's not much else on the show tonight I liked. So okay. I, here's, here's, I think it would have cooled off versus the other, you know, fun houses we've seen. Yeah. Maybe. Am I, what do you guys think about that? I think it's getting a little old, Ross. For you guys, are you all like this is a ten out of a ten every time you see it, or is it like eh, tonight's kind of a ten? I, I I think I'm I'm kind of with you where I feel like I'm looking forward to it more because I, not much else in the show is grabbing me. So it's like oh well, at least this will be entertaining. Yes, um, yes, that's the thought process exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I do think at some point it's going to get a little uh, you know long in the tooth. Like they, you know, you can only keep going with this for so long. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know uh, when he's going to debut. I would assume it's probably going to be uh, sooner than later. But uh, well, it's cool. a good opportunity to come back. There's a lot of stale characters right now. Yeah, the, the, and that that worries me is how creative will use him when they bring him back. <laughs> uh, if, oh, he's, if he's if he's going fifty fifty right off the bat, you know that just kind of burns him off quick. So hopefully. Uh, the guy in the mask is called The Fiend. I wanted to get that in. Oh, right. That was a big revelation tonight. Now, I need to ask this because I saw Corey Graves tweet about it and he referenced on the air. Was there a Godzilla segment tonight? Because I didn't see that on my cable provider. A segment? Or like something Corey Graves tweeted out. I commentated a Godzilla battle. Um, and they referenced earlier, said, the, oh, the Godzilla thing that we saw earlier. Corey said something about it. I didn't see that on DirecTV at now tonight. I don't know if I saw a commercial. Okay, so you guys didn't see anything either. But I have DirecTV now as well. Yeah. Do you get those long slideshow promos? Yes. Oh, they're they terrible. Nuts. It's like, what else is streaming? And it, it's, it's terrible. It's a spot for local ads. Yeah. Um, or ads that aren't cleared to stream for whatever reason which is stupid. Um, yeah, there was a commercial. There was a Godzilla battle and a promo. People are saying, I did not see that mm. tonight. So there you have that. Uh, Sami Zayn out in the electric chair with Corey Graves. Fans ask questions. Now, there was debate online. Are these actors? Are they plants? Are they fans who had pre-screened questions? No. Those were, those are fans. You can tell with the little girl, for example, she wanted to talk again. And uh, the was it Charlie Caruso was like pulling the mic back from her. <laughs> um, but no, though, I think those were real fans. Okay. Um, and I definitely think AEW was, he was told he could say that. See, to me, this almost didn't seem all the way scripted because those questions were just so awful that I wouldn't think they'd want those on their TV. Um, but that's what a fan in the heat of the moment is on national television. They get nerd. They all. That's how I know it was real. They all shit their pants collectively, except for the little girl, which is exactly how it would happen in real life. When we talk to fans who, who don't think they're going to have a chance to talk to us, that's generally what happens. But real? Do you, do you mean like they really they have an original fans? question that they might want to ask, and then they get scared and go, "What's your favorite color, Sammy? <laughs> Win the title yet?" Like for instance. He said, hey, when are you going to fight for the Universal Champion? Like, yeah, that, right. that's, a, that's what legit fans do when they get nervous, I'm telling you. 
Right, but they probably cleared it. Like Charlie Caruso probably asked them first. Okay, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like real, it's not like they were, uh, you know, otherwise they'd be asking Sammy about Saudi Arabia. Yeah, what about Sammy for Syria? Yes. Sammy, right. work, work, send donations, you yes. know, refugees. Yes. Um, yes. Asking about him retiring and stuff like that. Uh, that was yeah. WWE, you know. So for many people the high point of tonight was when Sami Zayn said these are stupid questions you could ask me anything like what about AEW um yeah even, that got a gas even that to me wasn't good like, I, I thought they I, <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting to happen on Raw tonight like shame on me okay like, I, I don't know what I was thinking I thought with what we witnessed this weekend call me a mark I don't care I am one fine proud but I thought after this weekend, they would have said, holy bleep, we need to do something. And I get, I've been there, so I know how they think. We're WWE. We don't have to change anything. They change for us. Not anymore. Not in 20, coming up in 2020 now. No. Yeah, that's what, you know, when I, when they said, the, when they hyped the electric chair thing, I thought maybe yes. they were going to try something grittier in the third hour. Because they're talking about, you know, how they wanted to, they dimmed the lights in the third hour. They, you know, they dipped it, dimmed it like 15 it minutes. Really hopeful. I really was. Yeah. So I thought maybe it'd be something a little edgier, a little more adult, um, especially after what we saw over the weekend, you know, maybe to bring a little bit of edge back in that third hour. So I thought maybe that's where they'd be going. And then it was, you know. Why aren't you wrestling for the Universal Champion? That was what they were talking about. Sammy was trying his best there, but this yeah. was just flat. Uh, the AEW thing, I, I didn't necessarily think it was funny, but I thought it was the only interesting thing out of this whole. It was surprising. It was surprising because Vince, like, you know, he, he must have. You, you never give each other. Yeah, they never work off the team. TNA was doing really good for a while there. Um, they would never, they were told they can never mention that, 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 that company ever. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm surprised I've never told that. Yeah, so them doing this, I obviously it's not Vince's idea, we know that. But um, I don't know. I guess I was looking forward to too much, too quick, which is stupid of me. I know that's stupid. I know better. But I don't know. I, I just was hoping. I was so, so hoping because now there's a, a roster full of way different talents than when I was there. Like, they didn't have those Stone Colds or Rocks or guys like that. They've got very fresh in my opinion they, they do a fresh young talent they just don't write for them hmm. properly yeah okay these guys are very athletic they're just as athletic as the AEW guys i mean come on they are there's lots of guys on that roster that are okay I mean, just just look at mjf like the promo he was cutting on uh you know during double or nothing and he's he's a guy with no experience on the national stage right like he's right. You know, been an independent talent and he yeah. was just allowed to be himself and it came it was came across as great i thought and i just feel like wwe you got all these guys that are so good that are you know they're so talented on the mic you're not giving them the kind of opportunities to really uh you know get their characters over and and that non-scriptedness uh you, you know dropping that a little bit to get these wrestlers their voices out more give them bullet points yeah, what you gotta do. And if they, they can't carry it, then next. That's the way yeah. it was when that, you know, that's what it was supposed to be. Has yeah. MJF really only been wrestling for four years? Yeah, he hasn't been around that long. Yeah. yeah. That's one I'm surprised the WWE didn't swoop in on. Me too. But I can see them calling him Ms. Light. I can see them being arrogant about it too. Um, but good. Because it's great for AEW, it's great for yeah. him. Because he's gonna blossom. He's gonna be able to spread his wings a little bit more and more and more, and get better and better and better because of it. There's a difference, guys. When you're wrestling, I'll tell you right now. My run at TNA versus WWE completely different. 
WWE, I was kind of walking on eggshells. I was always like kind of scared to take chances with anything. Yeah. And um, whereas DNA, it was like, I don't want to say I carte blanche, but I kind of did. You know, Cornette would come up to me and say, they got this written for you. And he'd rip it up and say, Here, here's your little points. Huh. I, know, I know you can do this. Just make, don't make me look stupid. You know, stick to your time. And then I'd be off and my confidence would start to crescendo. And you could, you could watch it. Um, and then, you know, I got more and more comfortable. And that, that, that's, just, that's just me. Now, talk about other guys that are, like, super freaking good, really good, like main event talent good for WWE that it goes the opposite direction with, okay? That hurts their confidence after a while when they don't get the ball, they don't get bullet points, they don't get the confidence when the writer's saying, hey, what, do you, what would you say here? When that stops happening and they start to tell you you need to memorize this, 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 you lose yourself and you lose who the character is. And you, and you realize the company really doesn't believe in you that much. And it starts to decrescendo, and you lose confidence in yourself. It happens to millions and millions of wrestlers. So uh, someone just tweeted this at me, and I'm, Raj, I'm sure you can fact check this for a story, but I have a screenshot in front of me from 8.51 p.m. So this was just taken a little while ago. In the past hour, searches quadrupled for the term AEW, according to Google Trends. I believe it. I mean, that's why I was shocked that they had that on their TV. That's that's the, you know, widest, you know, uh, mention they've got. Like I said, call me a mark then, because I thought like everything that happened over the weekend was seemed to be everywhere. Every time I pulled up Google, there they were, either Cody or the Bucks or AEW, Jared, you know? Yeah. Number one, number one to three on my Google search list. like. Not, not people have actually individually searched, but they pop up on my Google page. Yeah, no, it trended. It trended that night, Saturday. But, uh, you know, again, tonight, it's I think it's just off of all off of that one reference. Yeah, um, I, there's a lot more AEW stuff to discuss. But first, I want to wrap up Raw. And I have to say, this is cool. OK, so this led to Sami Zayn going in a title match with Seth Rollins. Now, guys, this entire time I've been doing this podcast, Sami Zayn got a shot at the WWE Championship last Tuesday, the Universal title tonight. He was in the closing segments of both shows, SmackDown and Raw tonight. Great for Sammy, but I have to say this is probably my least favorite incarnation of his character. Um, He lost both times. Seth beat him tonight, but it's clear that they see something in him. They're giving him these opportunities. Uh, Matt, what did you think of his match tonight with Rollins? I like his incarnation of him. I do. I think he's funny, and I I love how he's trying to make these fans accountable. and flipping it on them, I think it's that that's funny, in that in a good way. Um, and his matches are always good. It doesn't matter what his character incarnation is. I'm always going to pay money to watch him because I think he's awesome. Yeah, Raj. Um, sorry. I mean, I think I think Sammy's good, but just he he's, gets beat so often that why am I watching a 30 minute match when I know what, how it's going to end? Yeah, nobody thought he was going to win. Right. So if you automatically know he's, they're not going to do. Are you investing all this time just to just to watch a good match when there's already so many of those? So yeah, I mean, I just think Sammy, he's just he's just on a treadmill right now. You know, just yeah. kind of running in place. Uh, he's cutting good promos, but they're not doing much with him. Um, and after that, we went off the air. So. We'll see what happens tomorrow night on SmackDown. It's going to be Kevin Owens versus Kofi tomorrow. Yeah. And who knows uh, who else will show up under this wild card rule. 
Yeah, I do believe they got to give Seth a big feud too. I feel like both Seth and Becky right now, they're yeah, they're just kind of there. One can argue, well, what, what, what the hell's Brock Lesnar? What, what's Brock Lesnar? Chop liver. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just kind of in the background though. Like you know, Seth is facing Baron Corbin, although Lesnar's it's lurking. worse. It's worse actually. Your uh-huh. answer should have been it's actually worse than him having Brock Lesnar because the answer is he doesn't have Brock Lesnar's storyline. He's chasing. As the champion, right. <laughs> facing Brock Lesnar and saying, please, please, will you wrestle against me, Mr. Lesnar, please? It's yeah. so stupid and counterproductive. Yeah. Oh Though, again, I didn't get a chance to say it again, but that promo he did, uh, that he cut on Brock, I liked it. He didn't back down from him. He got right in his mug right when he got in the ring. I thought that was strong. And it didn't look like he was acting. Does that make sense? He looked like he was reacting. Yeah. Um. Is, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Usually with some little guy in the ring saying, I'm not scared of you. And you're like, yeah, right. He will freaking pulverize you. Um, there was something about the way Seth, his delivery tonight. I liked it. Mm-hmm. But again, at the end of the day, he's still ultimately feeling he's here and Brock is here. And he wants to be brought up to Brock's, Lesnar, but by Brock's uh, level by continuing to challenge him. Come on, catch it in now, tough guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope, don't cash it in. I've already beaten you. You're old news, Brock. I don't even know why you're back, quite honestly. The company's paying you. What? Are you kidding me? Vince, I've beaten this guy. Why is he back? You know? Dude, Brock, you're like the high school senior who doesn't go away. And worse, you're hanging out at like a middle school party. Just go away. Like, there's so many promos you can cut on him of being like, you're up here and Brock's down there. Yeah. As a champion. So that was Raw tonight. Kinda, I, yeah, Rush, your thought, final <laughs> thoughts on Raw? Uh, I, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a bad show overall. Um, you know, if we're doing a one to ten, I'd say like a three or a four. I'm with you. I, I, I hate to make it sound like we just turn sh- crap on the show. That's not our intent. Yeah, that's not mine. I'm, but I don't know what else to say. We supposed to lie? Right. Exactly. Like, pretend to be excited. I want to do I just, that. You I don't have like, time here to do that. Yeah, I mean, be honest. I yeah. feel. Bad. You know what it reminds me of? Back, uh, my first girlfriend that I ever had, like, like long term, we had kind of a rocky relationship. And oh. then I went out one weekend and I met this girl, just sort of hanging out with her, had an amazing time. Now, nothing happened. I didn't cheat on my girlfriend. But then I went back and hung out with my girlfriend. Uh, and this was just at like a party we were just talking. But I went back uh, the next night, had a date with my girlfriend, and I was like, you know what? There's better stuff out of there. I got to get out of this relationship. And we broke up. I never looked back because I saw what a relationship, what chemistry could be. And I knew that what I had wasn't that. And that's kind of how I felt tonight watching Raw after AEW. Mm -hmm. I bet. Same here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough after that because I thought AEW really, especially that second half of the show was just fantastic. And I... There's just so much about the production that I liked. I like the look of the show and how they don't have screens every freaking where on the aprons and you know, like it's it's more uh, more gritty and, and toned down. And um, yeah, I, I just thought tonight's show was it was tough. It was tough to watch. And I felt that way after NXT too. It's not fair to just say that's all AEW. I felt yeah. that way with NXT where it's like, oh, this. I mean, we say this every weekend where there's a major pay per view, right? NXT has the best pay-per-view yeah. of the weekend yeah. more often than not. But I think part of it was also the new factor. And, you know, 
so let's be really fair and keep it balanced. AEW isn't doing Let's a ton with stories they do, right. on TV because yeah. they're not doing a ton with storytelling right now. But I feel Raja gave me shit this weekend in person about my love of comic books because I bought all these posters that were uh, wrestlers and comic book covers that are going to be on my backdrop soon here. Uh, but it felt to me like I've been reading DC comics all my life and I picked up a Marvel book and I was like, oh my God, there are all these new superheroes. Where have you guys been all my life? That's what I felt like because I wasn't familiar with a lot of the talent on Double or Nothing. Um, of the wrestlers you didn't know, Matt, let's not talk about Cody, Kenny, uh, even Hangman Page, the guys at the top of it, but of those guys in the Battle Royal, like, you know, MJF, everyone is saying this guy is going to be a major star. He's in this battle with Chris Jericho now to who can be the bigger heel in AEW. Who did you see that you've got your eye on after Watching Saturday? Being the elite forever. So I've okay. seen MJF for quite a while. Um, yeah. But, hmm. Hmm. I, I will say I know Adam Page doesn't count because he's already over and everyone knows he is, but I will say this about him. He's main he's getting to be main event over. Did you yeah. hear the reaction versus Pac? Mm-hmm. You know, that was pretty impressive. You know what I mean? In the UK. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, they went nuts for him there. Um I, I agree. I think I think Adam Page is a no brainer. Um and then, you know, a lot of these guys aren't that well known yet on the national scale. So you still got your Kenny Omega okay. and Young Bucks who aren't you know, well, weren't household names yet. Right. Well, well, hang on back to okay, I want to, uh, Joey, I, Joey, uh, what's his name? Joey Janela. Yeah. Joey Janela, yeah. Um, He's good. I, I watched his, uh, oh, 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 hang on. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this new guy now. Hang on. I went and YouTubed him and watched all this stuff. Orange Cassidy. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That is hilarious. Right now, yeah. I hope Cornette's not watching this. He will drive over there and he will chop my head off for saying that. But, um, I'm being so serious, though. Like, I thought it was so funny because at first I never heard him, never saw him. He got in the ring with Tommy Dreamer about Royal and did his, like, you know, little ch- shin kick, sweet shin music or whatever, and did it, like, really lazily. I was like, what the hell is that? Sweet nip up with his hands in his pocket. And then I was like, wait, is this his stick? And YouTube did. And I was like, wow, what a great stick. Like, at least it's different. It's new. I've never seen it. <laughs> and I watched all of his matches. Like I went bananas on when was it Sunday morning watching like Orange Cassidy matches and Joey Janela stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. His promos too. I was I'm right there with you, Matt. I've been watching since Saturday that, but his stuff where it's all like or whatever. Or, I don't know. Ask me later. <laughs> or, like I love that. I love his style. And this is something again. This is a guy like. How this actually his shtick has WWE written all over it. I'm glad they didn't get their hands on him. But yeah. I think, man, if they just let him go, like he could be like someone that people tune in for. You don't need to ever put a title on this guy, but he will be a fan favorite of AEW if they just let him do his thing. Yes. Like yeah. WWE can do Santino dressing up as a woman and doing all this crazy stuff. You know, guess what? AEW can get away with this too. For, for, yeah. for, not for having again the three ring circus, you have to have something for everybody, and that dude stuff is hilarious. Yeah, and so yeah, successful pay per view. Uh, you know, obviously a, a weekly two hour show is going to be a whole new ball game. Yeah. Uh, so, but I was really impressed with what I saw. Absolutely, it was one of my favorite pay per views in a long time. Yeah, I think guys like Jimmy Havoc, um, Jungle Boy. I mean, there was just so much talent that was in there. So, so real quick, you went on. You went. You were at the event. You went on the show afterwards with us. Yeah. I'm saying to the guy, uh, Raj and the other dude, who kind of looks like Jungle Boy now. I look back on it. Mm. I said, "Who is? Who's this Jungle Boy? Why is he so over?" And, and you guys just 
no one gave me a real answer. My wife had to be the one to tell me that that was what's his name, son. Luke Perry. Luke Perry. Why did you tell me that, Raj? I thought you. Would, I thought you knew that. I thought you meant I'm just like worthy wrestling wise. I'm really out of the loop. Bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been because his father passed away. Uh, yeah, months ago, so he was kind of all over. And, um, but yeah, he's uh, he he looks a lot like his dad too. He was super over. I know that people responded. They reacted to him. Yeah, and so it just came out tonight. Joey Ryan turned down a, a deal with AEW. So. Interesting. Um, yeah, John Moxley, obviously we saw him debut. Uh, I think this was a lot of people were hoping to see this, you know, this character, you know, the unpredictable, wild, crazy DDT referees. And, uh, he had it all back. He looked like this is what he's been wanting to do and has been kind of handcuffed. So, uh, really cool moment. He's also going to be appearing at New Japan, um, New for New Japan, his AEW, he's on a multi-year contract uh, full-time with AEW, but he does have the right to do some independent and, and dates in Japan. So, But when they go weekly, he's going to be full-time. So, right. yeah, it's a, it's a long-term deal. He's with them. Okay. Did you did you guys see his stuff with Joey Janela? Oh, backstage yeah. on being the elite? It's, like, it's little things like that. He has so much more creative freedom now to do just, like, even that was, I thought was pretty, like, nothing was said. Right. You know, and immediately now Joey Janela gets a little bit more over because of that. He got the rub from right. it. And Homeboy looked crazy, batshit crazy, and all over the place, which is great. That's what he needs to look like, Mockley. Did you guys – now, I didn't see this on TV. Were they showing when uh, he laid uh, face down on the chips at the end and was, like, yelling in the camera? They showed oh, that? No. He was just laying on the chip, and they, they, were, they were panning around to him. No, he was like there was a camera on him. He was just yeah, like, like talking for probably about thirty seconds or explaining to it. I haven't seen that footage anywhere yet. Uh, but again, I didn't see it on TV. Either didn't show him what he's doing. Yeah. I'm just curious. Curse what he's saying. He kept doing this thing where he's flipping off and then pointing at his finger, like, "Hey, I can do this now." Um, it was crazy though, man. Loudest I've ever yelled. Loudest pop I've heard. That was louder than uh, when Enzo and Cass debuted on Raw, which before was probably the loudest pop I ever heard live. Um, yeah, I mean that was crazy when he showed up. And so I saw this thing either in a meme or in a post, and this is where Jim Ross, for the record, is worth every penny you pay him because he made that even more exciting. Yeah. The, the call of Moxie coming out, guys. People, not, I, I'm not hearing enough people talk about it, and they should because you could tell Jim Ross was incredibly interested finally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was yeah. Super, like, that was a stone cold call. Yeah. You could so, tell he was super excited about his boy Stone Cold coming out because he you can hear it in his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he will be headed to New Japan uh, next week for the finals of the Best of the Super Juniors on June fifth. He's got a bunch of dates set up, uh, set up with uh, Northeast Wrestling. He's going to be facing uh, uh, Pentagon uh, at one of those shows. So yeah, um, he's he's you know hitting the ground running. So huge fan of Lucha Brothers, by the way. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, they're. Yeah, that was awesome. They're they're matched with the Bucks. So, yeah, are those two brothers in real life? Yeah, Lucha Brothers. Yeah, Pentagon oh, Phoenix. That's a lot of talent in the family. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool being there, man. Uh, glad I was. It was uh, very, very exciting. And just seeing the interest, I mean, looking at uh, how many people have been tweeting about it, how many people, I'm sorry that I missed the podcast here Saturday night. I know that was a really hot one. Um, you guys did great. Actually, you told Raj, I went back Matt today and watched uh, parts of it because I wanted to see what you guys thought of Double or Nothing, just to make sure I wasn't insane and being so uh, No, it high. was the shit. It was the best. Yeah. It's really good. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. They, they could absolutely screw this up, but I'm hoping to God they don't because this could be really something special and huge, huge competition that hopefully is kicking the ass WWE needs to step up their game. Yeah, and so far, so good. I mean, they, they pushed all the right buttons. They did all the right things, I thought, that night. So I, I have a lot of more faith in them after that show. Yeah. You know? Even if Moxley hadn't shown up, that's the funny part. I know we were talking on the podcast last week saying they needed to do that. Moxley had to be there for that to live up the hype. I thought they did it even before he showed up there. I thought they put it on an A-plus pay-per-view, so that was just the cherry on top. went to, in my opinion, transcendent. Yeah. Like, transcendent. Yeah. yeah. Because he was there versus not. You know, it went from an A-plus-plus pay-per-view to, like, like, we're still talking about it. I've watched it, like, I think 12 times. Yeah, it went from great to epic. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's cool, man. It's a good time. And we'll see, you know, and I think a lot of this also, people are probably, again, to be fair, I think people were, were somewhat projecting our hopes onto this. I mean, we're hoping creatively, right, that the, the performers get to have creative destiny, creative control over the characters. They're not going to be told, hey, you're going to do something. That's the problem. I give this, give this comparison online. It should be like or when an indie band or punk band, remember like when The Offspring got played on MTV, where these bands got this national stage, and they just got to keep doing their thing, but for a bigger audience. That's the opportunity here. But when you go to NXT, they're giving you a name, they're trademarking your stuff, they're telling you what to do. Hopefully, this is not going to be that. And AEW is going to give these guys freedom. The one thing to worry about is the bus yeah. needs to stop with one person. Yeah. Because we've seen what I've watched, I went into with TNA. You know, if, if, if guys didn't want to do jobs or things like that, they can wiggle around Dixie and go to somebody else to get a kibosh. Um, you can't have that. You got to have it. It has to be one person. That's going to be so successful. And and they kind of have that with Tony Khan right now. I know he's going to be okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. Like he he's reaching out for their expertise and everything, but he's the ultimate. The buck stop. You know, stops with him. Um, one thing we com completely forgot um, this weekend is another takeover. That it was like it kind of fell by the wayside. But there's a takeover this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, uh, yeah, Saturday I night. That. I called that. Yeah. It wouldn't have been funny if there'd been a takeover this last weekend and it was like, oh shit, everybody. Uh, sorry, we <laughs> forgot about that. Uh, yeah. But no, one thing I do want to say though, did they air the part when Cody came out and said, we will never let you down and made that promise to the fans? You mean that very beginning promo? No, it was at the end. No. Okay, so they all came out. Uh, Cody, Kenny with his busted up nose. Yeah, we saw that. At the end when yeah. they said goodnight? Yeah. Okay, so I'm very worried that because they made that statement i think when aew does make their first misstep it's gonna be a little rough you know i think they've set the bar so high that's tough to say man i mean think about that would you ever say that to the fans it's just a blanket statement saying yeah. like there's our heart and souls are into this we're not gonna let you down we we will never let you down matt i, do I, don't, I can't see people come on i say that to, i mean I, I mean god I, mean, I say that to my wife and i'm sure there's time oh i never say that to my wife i'm sure i do let her down you know what i mean I no you know here's what i say to my wife i will never purposefully let you down or try to let you down but let's just be real mistakes will be made i just didn't see it that way i thought it was very very uh heart and heartfelt i agree i agree but i think that's the thing i think that at some point i'm not gonna be sitting there with my meter going cody you lied <laughs> <laughs> 
People will. I'm sure some fans already have the tweets ready to go. Strongly worded. About that. Yeah. No, I thought that w- that was my only note uh, about that. What else do we got to cover, Rush? I think that's it. Okay, cool. Matt Morgan, what do you want to plug before we go off the air here? Just a soup, nothing. Just a super, I was really a super exciting weekend of wrestling for once. Like, I felt like I was a little kid. That's all I went. It was like back in the day when, um, like, Saturday night's main event would be coming on. I'd be allowed to stay up just a little bit late to watch, like, the little, you know what I mean? And hope yeah. would be on it or something like that. We didn't know wrestling was a work yet, mind you. Um, it was like back, it was like that for me all over again. It really was of excitement of what the night was going to have in store for us. You know, it was awesome. And I hope we get more of that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Raj, what's coming up on the site? Um, we, more from our interviews with Conan, Dustin Rhodes. We, we talked to him a lot. We, we talked to, you know, Cody and Tony Khan and all these guys at, uh, and all the AW guys at, at Double or Nothing this past weekend. So we have stuff from them on the site. So, uh, yeah, uh, keep checking it out. Cool. I'm glad we, we got takeover Saturday and uh, SmackDown tomorrow night. Yeah, um, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I did tweet out Brock uh, dancing to Super Freak. And uh, I want to thank all of you. I had Raj. I stopped counting. It must have been over a hundred people that came up and thanked me at Starcast. Said they watched the podcast. Asked where Matt Morgan was. Yeah, uh, yeah it there was, were a lot of Matt Morgan questions. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was a very, they didn't very invite good me fans. They didn't invite me. <laughs> well, Chicago in uh, Labor Day. Labor Day, Matt. Uh, we'll see. Uh, be back here tomorrow night for Tuesday Night SmackDown. Until then, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Take care, everybody.